0: Every March, thousands of people from across China gather in Beijing for the two sessions. The political meetings, usually lasting up to two weeks, see the country's national legislature and top political advisory body come together to discuss legislation and other aspects of state affairs. These people are officially called deputies to the National People's Congress and members of the National Committee of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference. Unlike parliamentarians in many other countries, most of these people are not career politicians and don't receive a penny from the public purse for their vital legislative and advisory work. Coming from all walks of life, and from each corner of the country, they are farmers, ordinary workers, educators, engineers, scientists, to name just a few. During the two sessions, they represent China's 1.4 billion people as they review the work of the central government make or revise laws and lay out policy priorities for the year ahead but who are they really and what do they really do for the people of china in this edition of footprints we introduce you to one of them she's a farmer called lu man from eastern china's Jiangsu province
1: My experience has proved that people can achieve something great in small towns and villages away from big cities. I really hope that more and more young people will choose to work and live in rural areas. As long as you dream big and dare to try, we country dwellers can succeed just as well.
0: Stay tuned to find out more. Growing up in a small seaside town in Jiangsu province, Lu Man never thought she would one day run a farm and raise turkeys for a living. Her fate began to change when she met her then boyfriend at college, Liao Zhengjun, who fell in love with turkeys at a school Thanksgiving event and ended up investing in a turkey farm after graduation. At first, Lu wasn't interested in being part of her boyfriend's poultry raising business. After finishing university, she secured a well-paid 9-to-5 office job in a major city. Her parents had high hopes for their only daughter. They wouldn't allow Lu Man to move to the countryside or marry a farmer like Liao, who comes from a low-income family from the countryside. The concerns of Lu Man's parents were well-grounded. In China, most parents object to their well-educated loved ones choosing to work in agriculture and live in the countryside. This sentiment results from the deep-rooted concept that farmers live harsh, rustic lives with a lower social status. But the young lovebirds were very much in love. Besides, after seeing photos and videos of her boyfriend attending to the clucking turkeys day in and day out, Lu Man grew curious about the prospects of running a farm. In 2011, she quit her office job and moved to Chunjia village, Zhenhu county to be Liao's life and work partner. She had great ambitions.
1: I was a college graduate with some working experience in a big city. After I decided to settle down in the countryside, I thought I would accomplish something that only a college graduate could achieve. I could bring my knowledge and experience to the village. This was my initial thought.
0: The reality, however, was harsh. In the early stages of running the turkey farm, the couple focused only on raising the birds. When it came to the sale of the poultry, they were subject to the volatile market and sometimes whims of bulk purchasers. In 2013, Lu Man and her husband raised 8,000 turkeys, but what they reaped was not profits and joy. <laughs>
1: The buyer cut the price for our turkeys by 2 yuan per kilogram. It meant that our earnings from the sale of the 8,000 turkeys were reduced by 80,000 yuan. We even begged the buyer to raise the price, but it was useless. The market was merciless.
0: One U.S. dollar is about 7 yuan. 80,000 yuan is about 12,000 U.S. dollars. It was a big sum for the young couple. Lu Man faced a dilemma. She would either have to accept the unfavourable price and sell the poultry, even though it meant she would suffer a loss, or she could continue to keep the poultry and wait for a rise in the market price. But by keeping the poultry longer, she would have to invest at least 10,000 yuan or 1400 US dollars a day just for feed. After careful consideration, she sold the poultry at the unfavourable price, incurring a big economic loss. The setback dealt a blow to her. She had to ask for help. I
1: hesitantly pressed the phone number of my mom. I burst into tears when I hurt my mom over the phone. She asked whether I needed money. I just cried. At that moment, I felt I was the most useless daughter in the world.
0: The sensitive and proud daughter couldn't bear the embarrassing moment when she, as an adult, asked for money from her aging parents. Out of love for their daughter, Luman's parents poured out all they had to support her. Three days after the embarrassing phone call, she received 300,000 yuan from her parents. With this financial support, Luman and her husband clung on to their turkey business they did some deep soul searching and decided to change tactics.
1: We began to be aware that it would be a dead end if we continue to just raise turkeys.
0: The next year, in 2014, the couple built a slaughterhouse and launched an online shop selling processed turkeys directly to the end customers. Their business began to take off. Just on Thanksgiving Day alone that year, they received orders for their turkey products worth 900,000 yuan. Lu Man had a taste of success. More recently, she has expanded her turkey business by investing in restaurants specializing in providing dishes made of turkey. In 2017, her turkey business amounted to an unprecedented 100 million yuan. With her success, Lu Man then began to help her fellow villagers most of whom fell into low-income groups. With her support, at least 6 in 10 families in her village have become involved in the flourishing turkey business or other kinds of e-commerce selling local farm produce. Shuzhong Ding is one of her fellow villagers and beneficiaries.
1: I can earn 10,000
0: yuan a year by raising and selling turkeys. The income is good for me. Meanwhile, Luman Man has launched face-to-face or online training courses for the local villagers as well as inhabitants from other regions. The training focuses on how to start an agri-business of their own and how to market and sell the farm produce online. Over the years, her training courses have reached more than 4,500 villagers. In 2018, at the age of 33 years old, The warm-hearted and resourceful young woman was elected as a deputy to the 13th National People's Congress or NPC, China's top legislative body. NPC deputies collect and distill the voices of the people and bring them to the national stage for consideration at the annual session of the NPC. It is a part-time job for most of the deputies. As they work for the NPC, they can still hold their original jobs. In addition, being an NPC deputy is not a paid service. However, the deputies to the NPC are required to properly handle relations between the two jobs. Any behaviour to seek personal profits through the identity of NPC deputies is prohibited. In her role as an NPC deputy, Lu Mann has made a series of proposals about agriculture, rural development, and in particular, the protection of couriers' rights, Many of her proposals have compelled the government to act. To name just one example, in July 2022, the Ministry of Human Resources and Social Security, together with other government departments, began a trial scheme for the protection of couriers' rights. The scheme covers seven provincial-level and economically developed regions, including the megacities of Beijing and Shanghai, as well as Jiangsu and Guangdong provinces. Being a relatively new and labour-intensive occupation in big cities, couriers are prone to traffic accidents or other kinds of occupational injuries as they ride motorcycles on often crowded roads and are always pressed by time to deliver food or other types of parcels. Man has done a good job in her five-year term as a national lawmaker. Early in 2023, she was re-elected to another five-year term. This time, she proposes the central government establish a national scheme to encourage and support college graduates to work in rural areas.
1: I really hope that more and more young people will choose to work and live in rural areas. You know, the building of a prosperous and beautiful countryside can't be possible without young people.
0: For decades, China's rural areas have lagged behind the urban areas in terms of living standards, economic development, educational and cultural services. To bridge the urban-rural gap has long been a policy priority for governments at various levels. In September 2018, the central government released a five-year plan on rural vitalization strategy, mapping out a number of major projects, programmes and actions. While making proposals to better implement the strategy, Lu Man herself is making concrete steps in turning it into reality through her business adventures in rural China and her work to help cultivate the next generation of farmers for the country. With that, we conclude this edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.